Hold on. He said he's drinking a coffee. Pete, Jeff, Pete do you see what he just is picking, drinking this coffee out of? I, it's like a Pizza Hut glass. It, you know, you know why it's a Pizza Hut glass? Because I typed into Google Pizza Hut tumblers and I ordered Pizza Hut tumblers for your coffee drink. For a coffee, it's called an iced coffee. I don't know, man. You're supposed to drink an iced coffee. If you were a punk in the '90s, mm. you're only allowed to drink a punk coffee out of um, a, a Balls uh, canning glass. Yeah, like Pete has right okay, there. So first <laughs> like, off, like a real bearded, like a real bearded. This punk. is is this an, is it punk how you drink coffee? Well, first off, yeah. I didn't drink coffee yeah. in the '90s. I didn't start until after no, no, I had no, a no, child. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm not, it doesn't. So go I backwards. don't know about it. So I don't know about that. I don't oh, know. About, you it's don't just like know. you. It's just like you with uh, pump and gas. And, but you haven't gotten goes, into the coffee culture goes, now that you're into it. No, I, I truly like just get it in, in and get it out. Oh, wait. Come someone's in. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Did someone call me? My name Hi. is Mikey. Mikey. I have a question. Uh, Hi, my guys. What's your question? <laughs> You're so Muppet-like, Mikey. Yeah. Well, that's not, not wrong. <laughs> um, so, you're in your late 30s to mid 40s. You are recently a caffeine fiend, although you are straight edge, and you're drinking iced coffee, <laughs> not out caffeine of Caffeine is a drug. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, what's caffeine? Huh? I believe it's, it's a, drug? a drug. I don't get the straight edge thing. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> everybody knows that most straight edge and ex-straight edge kids drink their coffee out of ball canning gla- glasses or cans or whatever you call them. And everyone drinks, but this kid over here is drinking it out of a Pizza Hut tumbler. The red, you know, speckly kind. Is it punk? <laughs> oh, man. I got to see. What does this tumbler look like? Oh, God, I got it. Let me see. I, let me see I the got, texture. Uh, oh, Jeff, man. You have it in pull your it hand. Back. So, um... uh, hold on. I can't see it. Let me pull back <laughs> further. Uh, Dim the lights. I'll say, you're calling it a tumbler, but just a mason jar is what you're saying. Yeah, that's the word I was I thinking mean, of. Right. I mean, Mikey's referred to it as a can at one point. It's definitely not a yeah. can. It's made out of glass, a tumbler. Yeah. Hey, in Mikey's defense, I think he's really tired. It's, it's that is pretty true. Late. It's, he's, 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 uh, he's zooming in from, uh, from Taiwan right now. Ooh. So he, he was on the, the Nancy Pelosi trip, and he's, you know, he's oh, really politically active very in addition cool, to being very playing cool. as a punk. Yeah. So I would really say... I, I'll honestly, my answer: if it is punk to drink out of that, I'll choose to never be punk. <laughs> there is nothing I wow, despise more. Wow, contrarian. <laughs> yeah, then now I'm more he punk. Out, though, see, he outpunked. He outpunked the coffee question. <laughs> exactly. It is punk. I don't even need to cut into it. <laughs> oh my god. See, you got a counter with the counter. Yeah. I really. Wow, hate. that was that was really punk. I bye. hate mason jars so much for drinking. Oh, uh, bye, Mikey. Yeah, so you sound sus drinking out of that mason jar, right? All right, let's... I mean, can. We, it's a can, right? Shall we travel to Woodstock, New York, to an organic grocer? Welcome to Doc's Till Death, the podcast where old punks are talking about punk documentaries. My name's Jeff Garlock. I'm Pete Zetlin. Oh, I don't have any... I'm Matt. I'm just going to do a Matt. I don't have any... Um... Sometimes you just got to be Matt. Sometimes that's all you need I to be. I got to be me. <laughs> and sometimes... You got to talk about the big brains, buddy. Oh, the Pete, big brains. This is, it's like everything is coming together for you right now. Yeah. Did you have a hard time remembering who you were watching a documentary on? 
while we did this. Big brains or bad yeah, brains? Did you keep calling them big brains? And then when the big boys showed up, you got really confused. Then when I found out that it was from a Ramon song, I was just down a Ramon's path. So, yeah, I mean, you're <laughs> poor, poor Pete for this one. But speaking of, what did we watch today, Pete? This is you. This is a Pete. Well, this is the Pete pick. We watched Bad Brains, mm. Abandoned DC. Uh, came out in 2012. Matt um, threw some shade <laughs> last week and thought that when I pulled the Pete pick, that this was a live video. We, no, 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 no. I asked for, if it was a live video. If anything big... you can get out of this podcast is at least a little bit of an insight into the insanity of all of our friendship and the way we talk to each other. Because, yes, Matt threw a lot of shade and was kind Thank of you. a Thank you, slight Jeff. jerk about it. Thank you. And then... Uh, you, you were with me on that, And then... Because <laughs> I had just never heard... Hey, but but I had never done the thing that you did, which is... what did You've he, never done it? What did he say when you he texted? He said, oh, I've never seen this. And then also said, is this a live documentary? Is this a live yes. video? And then what did he say? Because there is, a live, did, there is a live Big, of course uh, big is. Brains video. There's big definitely brains. a live Big Brains target. We watched it in this yeah. documentary. But then what did he text us as soon as he started watching it? Oh, I've seen this one before. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Even that. I think that was an exact quote. Oh, I've seen this before. <laughs> wild, wild. I mean, uh, it might be a great summary of just, again, our friendship. Throw a lot of shade. Have to pull back really quickly for all of us. Did Maybe I own Pete did I, less at us than you and me, but... <laughs> I, could, I could have pretended I've never seen it before. Oh, I, I mean, I definitely you could have. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, clearly you didn't remember too much. Yes. But we'll get into no, that. Yeah, I remember we'll it beat that. by beat. Beat by beat. Um, oh, wow. Now I, he's now Except he's the title the or that it existed or that maybe it was live. Do you know what the crazy thing is? I'll, we'll t- we can talk more about it later. But when we watched American Hardcore, and like um, I think that's the one where HR is like outside a wedding um, getting interviewed, right? Yes, I think so. Or I is that so. he's like he's in Salad like a park days? wearing white like a white suit? Yeah, I think. Oh, I that's think just every day for HR. <laughs> <laughs> that could be. But one of the ones it was that one or the DC one, and I was like, "Where's the footage of him acting really bizarre?" And oh, I and forgot that's all about this. This one, or yeah. maybe you were thinking about the HR doc. No, it was this one because okay. I remember that the, when the helmet came on, and then mm. the whole like thing with Daryl at the end. I was like, "Oh yeah, this is all the stuff I was thinking about." Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, so yeah, this came out in 2012. Um, it's got many, many talking heads that we'll get into. Too many to name uh, right now. What's the um, name? That's that's how we knew uh, it wasn't a it wasn't a uh, live tape, right? Right. Because once uh, we typed it, in, we're like, "Oh, baby!" <laughs> right. <laughs> it was uh, co-directed by Mandy Stein and Ben Logan, who have done some other stuff. Um, ben Logan worked on Snicked. What he work? Uh, what? Uh, worked on some Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> Um, it took. I was zoned out for one second, and then <laughs> so I was frustrated that I knew what Matt was talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Wolverine. Wolverine. Oh, <laughs> the sound is clogged. <laughs> Got it. Nice. Uh, yeah, I don't. Ben Logan worked Snicks. on some stuff. <laughs> Thank you, um, but nothing that stands out. Uh, but beyond this, Mandy Stein worked on. Damn, yeah, I know Silver Johnny. I, I just didn't call. know. Be, Ma, Mandy Stein worked on. Uh, um, what Pete's telling you is he did his research, but he didn't really do his research. Here. I did, yeah. but he did his research think- about as well as people who say they do their own research. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of like TV stuff. Mandy Stein did. Okay. Uh, you know, story of CBGB. She did. Uh, oh. 
a tribute to Johnny Ramone, Too Tough to Die. Mm. Um, she Devil's Play to Devil's Johnny Playground. Ramone. Wow. Which was I remember a doc that I'd wanted to see. I think it's about oh, right. um What is that one? Uh I think it's um not more uh, is it Mormons? La- I think so. Or Church of Latter day Saints. Yeah. It's one of those. Okay. Um, yeah, the Mormons. Uh, so those were the co-directors. And then this guy, Tyler uh, Hobby, also <laughs> yeah. worked on it. And he's worked on Only some he more, he's worked on some so more punk stuff. Um, Desolation Center, which we have not watched. Uh, What's that? That one's about L.A. Uh, it's with the Minutemen. Okay. And I think it's a shows that happened in the <laughs> okay. desert. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, right, right, right. He was an editor on Los Punks, which we've talked about watching. Okay. Um, and probably some other stuff beyond that. Um, <laughs> that I, that I don't know. <laughs> nice, good, long path to get to. I don't know. Go look at their IMDb. Maybe. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's what Pete's telling us. <laughs> you should just watch this. Uh, but <laughs> I think what you know, I'd love to hear Matt where like you realized you saw it, but I hadn't seen this one. It sounds like Jeff had not seen this, but I was surprised. No, like, which I think is the biggest fact. I think maybe you were just about to say that. It's like, how is this one not talked about? Yeah, and then I went much? back to or see... have access, like because we watched it on two mm-hmm. options: Daily yeah. Motion, or I watched it on the on the on the YouTube's with uh, uh, with subtitles in. I don't want something no, Portuguese, maybe. Something, uh, but there were definitely a couple times I had to, I just had to go with it. Uh, yeah. So I tried to, I tried to search out to see, you know, when people do these sort of like dumb best docs and best yeah. punk docs and it's not listed really anywhere. And it was hard to find any information. Like, it seems like it was distributed in like in China or like that there was a, some sort of. Maybe they had a, a movie premiere there. I think they were at South by Southwest, but there was really not a lot. I don't know why any, nobody seemed to pick this one up because it's I think really that's well why done. I was wary of it, like when you mm-hmm. picked it. Like I was just like, oh, this is going to be some budget, like you know, bad footage, like no weird talking heads, like. And then when, as soon as it started, I was like, no, this is like up there. Like this is like same quality as like filmage. Like it's like all the graphics, uh, the kind of the the way the structure right. of it. Like I was like, and the the footage they had, the people they had. It's. I would say this is one of the best ones we've watched. Yeah, overall. Wow, I thought it was great, and I think I mean, it. And no, it, it I, I don't and disagree. I, I think that's furthered by the unclearness of why, at least for the three of us who consider ourselves uh, dockheads. <laughs> Uh, but that, like, that Matt maybe thinks he remembers watching, but like that, how have we not watched it sort of thing? Like, it yeah. does feel like it should, uh, I don't know. It, it felt, uh, it should, it should be on these lists. Um, Something might've happened because, yeah, like in terms of distribution, because I did see it and I watched it. I remember now watching it, it came out in 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I was in Florida, um, I think, or we had just moved back to Chicago. Right. And I remember watching it with Molony um, because her, and I, I remember from the first scene because the, when HR does the whole like cross his hand or make the pom- put his palms together and then like the smiley peace sign thing. Like what you did Malini, when we started. Yes. Molony's initial like immediate, because he does that like really early, like even before the credits. 
And Malini makes this comment. He's like, that was weird. That's like this like Sai Baba move. It's like this like weird like Indian spiritualist move he did. Right. And then he continues to do it throughout the entire movie. And um, I just remember Malini like pointing it out real early when we watched it together. Mm-hmm. And then it like keep happening. And I remember the – and I think we had – so I think the concert that it ends in um, and begins in was 2007. Yeah. Yes. I mean – yeah. And – and I remember that show coming up because we had just left Chicago the first time. Because it's Chicago, right? It's, yeah, right. it's in Chicago. Right. Yes, and yeah, it's like the first, I think, or second. Because I remember it being a huge deal that Naked Raygun was was getting back together for that yeah. one. And the, and the Bad Brains were already on tour. I remember seeing it. I remember like the circumstances around it. I remember hearing that like HR was like acting wild at the show. Huh. Yeah. Um, I, it's yeah. weird watching it, too, because it's like, a, even, it's like 2007 is a long time ago at this point. But it feels recent in our heads like like it's just like i was like like the fact that it's like oh i can remember that happening like just like even just bad brains touring in that capacity in real time and then like seeing like i texted you guys like and that just like when the ice cream man shows up for like two seconds i was like oh that guy that was a very specific there's one shot where it's literally it was this guy and i think he might still do it but he he had a truck called and just said the ice cream man and he would go to concerts. HR takes uh-huh. a photo in front with like Yeah, a he fan. takes a photo in front of it, but he oh. would like his whole thing was he would give away ice cream. Like and he I was like this kind of young hipstery guy like in the vice world. So it's like any like intonation fest or any of those big festivals, mm. he would be there and you would just be like, "What how exactly does the finances of this work?" But right. it, in my mind it was like one of the first things of that ilk where you're just like it doesn't exactly make sense as a business plan connected to underground right. music um but it was just like it, it just like it was one of those you know blasts from the past sort of things of a of a recent f- uh, past sort of thing where like because yeah just i remember that rocks off series and always thinking like i think i hate god played one of those with maybe like drop dead or something but like yeah definitely being like oh i don't want to be trapped on a boat no, <laughs> like, like I, the whole concept of like, and I hate God shit. Like, I love him, but I want to be able to leave if I need to leave. Like, yeah, that seems so like weird. way too sketch to be on a boat with like. And then when you saw like the punk dudes who were on the Bad Brains one that they talked to for two seconds, I was like, yeah, I don't need to be with this guy in no. this tiny fucking thing. I, I do wonder if there if there's some sort of distribution issue because it's it's too good to be. And and but also kind of goes along with. I think we've talked about this where like oh you know the weirdness of when like people were like oh the Ramones are underrated, and you're like really like I think we all talk about the Ramones and then you're like no even with all of the bad brains and sometimes being like oh they're just use like people just wear the shirt right. for that band you're still like oh yeah bad brains are fucking. You know, don't get the fair shake all the time. And even in the fact that this documentary seems to be semi-non-existent. Yes. Um, seems like an odd thing when you're like, it's the bad brains. Like, Yes. Right. Um, and, and, and that the story, beyond just the fact that it's bad brains, that the story in it is compelling. If you don't know. Because we yes. always talk about that. If you don't know or you know the band, like, is it compelling or not? Like, in this, like, Yeah. I mean, you're still left with, like, what exactly is HR's deal we'll get into. And you're left yes. with uh, a, one of the ones that I was left with as, like, a big question. And I was interested in how they kind of structured her. Maybe it's just how it came out. But I was like, I don't think I realized Earl was his brother. 
Mm. And then I was like, oh, that never really comes up. Like, they all are like, we are all brothers. But yeah. I'm like, no, but there's a very distinct relationship with, like, brothers. Like, and how does Earl feel? Like, but also it seems like Earl is the quietest member. Yeah, I mean, Earl is, like, very missing in this. And yeah. it could be he's just quiet. It may also be just, like, didn't want to get involved. hard relationship because HR is... HR, HR, and then everyone else is like, what the hell's going on? Well, there's more to that now. You know, there is an HR document. There's a book which became another documentary about HR. Right. Where it, I think, I haven't watched or read it, but reading reviews, I think it ultimately comes out that he is diagnosed with schizophrenia. Yeah. Okay. I've watched that so, one. So, you have watched that yeah. one? Yeah. Um, is that true? What I said? Is that? I don't want to see No here? spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> we will watch it at some point. Uh, but it, that well, one you is could a good spoil. <laughs> uh, he might be. He might be. Um, that one is worth a watch. And I had gone back and forth between that one and this one, but I, I'd never seen this. But I felt like we should watch about the band before we just get into one person in the band. Sure. Um, mm. And I was glad we did. I mean, this ended up being really good. I like the way. I mean, to get to sort of the storyline, it yeah. they do a really good job. Like it starts with sort of. It starts with the end where there's yeah. like you're seeing the falling out which um between Daryl and HR and, and Bad Brain to some degree. I mean they end up getting back together and whatever they're doing. But the structure they're giving you is the final show of yes. the reunion shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Them breaking apart like basically Daryl taking HR down a peg. Yeah. And then you do this HR. lost thing where it's like goes back ten months earlier where they're getting ready and all of that. Um, <laughs> we were watching it. I pictured if you made it into a into like a teen comedy, that's well, the moment where there'd be like a record scratch. <laughs> be like, I bet you're wondering how the big brains got here. <laughs> I just. Oh, figured- by the way, also people, if you're listening to this somehow for the first time, if we refer to the bad brains as the big brains. Uh, this is a continuing joke that uh, Pete once, uh, once maybe called the bad brains, the big brains when he was tired at three in the morning recording and we have never let it go. Uh, it's cool. But, welcome and, to our friendship. Yes. Yeah, so welcome to our friendship again. It's hard to not do it as just a gut reaction of calling them the big brains now. I don't take it personally. Yes. Um, yeah, I thought, saw it as like. The beginning of Lost, where you're just seeing Jack's eye. It's like HR's eye, and you're going back in time to them practicing. But, um, yeah, it goes back. But then it does a really Man, nice job. The, of- the Lost ending would have been better if it was just Jack going, next question, please. <laughs> yeah, so I would have been like, I'm satisfied with Lost a little bit more than I am. <laughs> but the, yeah, the, so the doc does a really nice job of going back and forth between the history of the band and... And the current at that time of the tour that they were prepping for. Um, uh-huh. And I think, I don't know, you know, like we talk a lot about like, who's this one for? And I felt like this really could be for anybody. I mean, I found myself wanting yeah. to know more. Like I would love to know what, you know, they talk a little bit about the recording, but I, as like being a fan of them would love to know more about like what that was all like. Like, it was very interesting to hear about him recording vocals from jail. Um, And they get into it a little bit, but I would love even more of that. But that's not what this doc is for. But it's still informed of, like, stuff I didn't know exactly about uh, Bad Brains, which was nice. Um, 
And it does feel like even that structure, uh, I was like, oh, that does work to kind of draw you in. Because mm-hmm. whether you know, if you know HR's deal, you're like classic HR. Like it's like, it's like if you're going to like watch Werner Herzog talk and you're like, and he doesn't do his Werner Herzog <laughs> stuff, you'd be like, what's going on? <laughs> uh, 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 and, uh, but at the same time, if you have no idea who the bad brains are, you definitely are like, who is this guy that is immediately saying, I am not the son of God. I am not oh. Lucifer. Like, and you're like, okay, I guess I need more information. I should keep watching this because now this guy is yelling at him, telling him to fuck off. Right, yeah. It um, teases out so many questions that, um, I mean, we texted back and forth that I just wanted, like, the uncut scenes. like, Yeah. Like, the entire conversation with Ian... I would love to just like, I want all of that. Uh, We'll get into that. (laughs) Yeah, we'll get into that. I think the, um, yeah, just like the inner workings of what that band might be like, even listening to, um, who was it? I think Vernon Reed was talking about how HR is like, Oh, shout out to Matt. I mean, shout out to Matt. It's like, honestly, the whole time you're watching, you're like, but Vernon's got to show up. Right. Like, especially when they get into like, it was like watching it also just to say on a sidetrack was like a good reminder of like, oh, right. I know we have a lot of fun and I'm not saying this in a negative way towards living color, but like we we have a lot of fun with uh, turnstile and, and like those. But like I was like, oh, right. I always forget like the lineage of like the connective tissue of that style mm. of guitar sound and how you play like does go like, all right, Earth, Wind and Fire, Return to Forever. Bad braids, verted read, <laughs> translate back into hardcore sort of thing. You hear like the quickness stuff arise or whatever, and you're like, that is, yeah, that's that half phaser Vernon mm-hmm. Reed guitar style. That's also Love virtuoso it. at the same time, but tasteful. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Love it. So, time's up is, time's up is, so just, let me just, yeah, let's go. Wax poetic. Uh-oh. Let's give you your, here's Here a go. new segment where Matt <laughs> talks a bit about uh, this week, he'll be talking about living color next week stick around for ned's atomic dustbin time's up the song not the album the the album is great but the song time's up is better than 99 percent is a better hardcore song than 99 percent of the hardcore songs out there there you go it's amazing put it on sure matt likes i mean i know that you are a true fan so i'm not questioning it but you have these bands that are like you stay claim to that are like on the cusp of the more hardcore punk world that we're in so it's like living color or gin blossoms like those are two classics where you're like i don't really like the gin mm, blossoms i think the gin mm, uh, yeah <laughs> if it's gone on this long <laughs> you might like the gin blossoms <laughs> the gin, wait, wait, the gin? is it punk wait <laughs> Oh, there's uh, someone at the door. That's a that's Uh-oh. a cellar door. It's a it's a pretty, it's a pretty metal door. Oh, they kept no. knocking. You wouldn't let them in there. Oh. Hello there. Uh, I've got um, I've got two records. Put in the comments which one your favorite of these oh, yeah. uh, Midwestern emo punk oh, bands. Um, then. All right. Uh, yeah. First up is somebody <laughs> stop him. First up is uh, the classic Jimmy World Bleed American. Or the Gin Blossoms. 
tell me and my dad which one you like in the comments below and i won't repost it or comment about it i'll just go on to something it's absurd later the next content it's the same record that's why i'm so in fact that's why i'm so obsessed with the jim jim blossom stuff yeah because it is the exact same record I haven't heard either of them in full, but I know that they, that, that is the same record as uh, Bleed America or whatever it's yeah. called. Yeah, it is. Uh, this is all part of the melange of Matt Moorhead that we love yeah. so much. But none of them can hold a candle. To Time's Up. <laughs> Wait, Pete, going back. Anyway, yeah, so we were talking, why were you talking about Vernon Reed? So what, as I, what I was saying was that there's all these questions that are sort of posed or things that made me think in this doc. And he, he talks about how he wants HR to find inner peace, but, yes. and then find, then compares him to Thelonious Monk and how he's, who's schizophrenic, but, but, and then, but goes on to more say that like, he's a genius. And I but grappled that, with that of like, separable. yeah, yeah. And then I, I was grappling with like, is he a genius? You know, it's like, HR? yeah. I thought H. Um, I thought Vernon Reed there was very tastefully, mm-hmm. uh, uh, kind of alluding, to, like, just like his even his like really virtuosic solos. He was tastefully here, alluding to um, well done. To, thanks uh, to to the fact that HR has some ish, has yeah. some like he wasn't going to be like this guy has yeah. um, some major psychological issues, but by saying like here's this guy Thelonious Monk in the words of Ian Mackay. It's complicated. Yeah. Like it's it's it's, it's a tasteful right. way to talk about the complicated relationship that we all have, uh, everyone in the world with with uh, mental illness into genius, and the right. kind of uh, uh, the the fine line it starts to feel when also we've kind of talked about this before when you get into like, well, what reason do you like Daniel Johnston or exactly that's the, the shags right. or Wesley Willis like for whatever like the various different things going on and also the complicated nature of like it kind of to me connects to something of realizing in this uh, uh, watching this too is like uh, we've talked about good band bad influence like the, watching this, I was like, oh, yeah, Bad Brains are a band that I'm like, I don't necessarily need, like, a lot of bands that sound like, like, because, to sound like Bad Brains, because no one can get it. Right. And a big chunk of it is that HR factor. Like, there's a, there's a, there's a, a there's always been a complicated relationship in music to me with the, like, crazy front man. And it's like, well, what, like... It kind of goes into like noise rock and like the amrepy world, like where you start to be like, well, are you like faking that? Mm-hmm. Like, in, in, like, are you playing a character of being the crazy front man? Like the you know, and all bands I will like, but it's like I would always be, like, yeah. I mean, David Yao's his own thing. Like he's got, and I don't know what exactly, but same with HR. Same with like, but then if you're trying, basically, if you're trying to replicate it, but you're like. But there's a weird, complicated relationship where, like, part of why HR was like that is possibly a percentage, at least, of related to schizophrenia. Well, we should we should maybe address like just a couple points. We're we're talking a lot about what bad what bad brains, what HR's um, like his that that he had an issue and that people were alluding to it. But the way it plays out in the documentary is again, like you guys mentioned. 
drops us into the end of this movie, basically, where he, HR and Daryl are having issues with each other. It's because the footage they show us is HR just sitting on the stage, not performing while the rest of the band is performing. Right. And as it, when they cut back to the earlier footage of the band, they talk about HR being this really embrace, like warm kind of embracing presence to the young hardcore kids in the scene. And then he talks about like after um, they sign the record deal and he, they move out to that farm, he starts. I mean, when he, I actually thinks like it's when he goes to j- everything after he goes to jail, right? The mm-hmm. first moment, if if we're, not, if we're thinking chronologically, where it, there seems to be some kind of like disconnection between other people and HR, it would be when he's they're recording um, Rock for Light and he's like, I gotta go, I gotta go to jail. Right, mm-hmm. and then that just that fact is sort of surprising to everybody, and then increasingly he's the manager. One of the managers talks about, or the the record label owner later talks about how in the mid eighties he goes to buy a limousine, even though he doesn't know how to drive a car. <laughs> There's a related scene where he's supposed. Which, to take by the way, his my algorithm now is in that mode, and all of a sudden YouTube was recommending a uh, YouTube series that was yachting with that guy. And it was, was like that, that guy from Maverick oh, the, Records. And it's just oh, like videos of him hanging out with like Chris Rock and like, I want to say like Tommy Lee or something like on a yacht and just talking about being rich in the industry. Yeah. And I was like, well, there we go. <laughs> he seemed, he, he read like a trust fund kid. He like, um, and um, anyway, it goes from like him trying to buy the limo in, in a flashback to in the movie's present him just like not getting on a flight he's supposed to and then <laughs> somehow driving up to buffalo from dc i think yeah or baltimore, baltimore. or baltimore yeah. sorry magically showing up right no one knows how he before got they there. have to cross the border yeah. <laughs> which and then and then then all the other the rest of it is basically him just increasingly getting bizarre during the tour like on stage and then off stage one of the highlighted like the instances is him talking. You don't know who he's talking to at first, the way the camera has is positioned. Right. But he's talking about like the queen. And then he starts talking about Paris Hilton yeah. and royalty. And, um, and it, uh, who's the gun guy? Or no, uh, John Wayne, John Wayne. It makes, it makes, it makes zero sense. And then it cuts to it's the three middle school kids, and they're like, "What just happened?" Yeah, one kid, one kid's like, "He was so cool. He was the yeah. best, or something." Yeah, like I, yeah, that, that, that scene resonated. Yeah, um, like because like even if he makes no sense, he was talking to him for that kid. You know, also, I will say that we, is, we all were that those three kids yeah, we, when we first started sure. going to shows, and it's for just sure. like, what exactly are we doing? Who I will say people? like that was the only time where in this movie where I felt like they encroached on, or like, I don't want to say made fun of, but like, I think it was tasteful the whole time that like, they depicted basically from what I can understand, like the inner personalities of the band and they're in like HR doing his thing. But like, that was the only one where like it panned from him saying it. And then it's like, and there's like three kids. Whereas the first, the other wrist was like, they gave him their rope to, to like hang on is that what the term i want to use not necessarily they gave they gave them enough like leeway to just like they're gonna set themselves up to be the personality that they are yeah and like the other stuff is, is like editing move yeah totally um was that was but the only one and like yeah i mean i'm sure it's hard not to but i felt like for the most part like it did you know was respectful of his personality and what he's 
you know, I don't know if they knew at that point, like, his bouts with that or, or if he was seeking help or anything. You know, it's hard to know. And it's, I was curious, like, how much work you're has gonna the band... You're going to get into the Nathan Fielder uh, discourse online <laughs> now, Pete? Is this what it is? That you're, they're manipulating yes, people? Yes, yes. Come on. They built a tiny house. Um, <laughs> I was curious, like, how... Sorry. They never get into it, but, like, did he seek help? Did they address it further? They do, they do get into that. A little, yeah. but not... They say that he refused it. I, th- I think one of is it was it who says it? Earl says it. Like someone says, not Earl, but the Maverick guy says. The Maverick guy yeah. says he had issues. Um, I didn't know until we signed him what kind of issues he had. Then they had the and Doctor to the Stars or sort of thing. They were but, they were trying to get a therapist. I that's think they right. And is that. it, but that's is what the, not till what year is that? I mean, that's in the eight. Well, that's like eighty nine or ninety. Was that quickness? And then the yeah. And then the agent is it the agent who says something? Yeah, along the A and R guy, or the yeah, I can't remember the ponytail guy. Oh, the manager, the manager. I'm sorry. Doesn't he say something in the line of like, "We tried to do it, but he's stubborn. He won't mm, do it." Yeah. And then so like this, it's all building in. Yeah. Um, and if they didn't have that scene with the kids, you think, well, that makes Daryl look like he's right because it just makes hr look like a complete asshole but there's a certain kind of sympathy you get for hr from that i mean it is kind of almost invasive like in like in in clearly displaying the mental illness because he's not making any sense at all it's not debatable that like that's like you could maybe think like you could in that scene be like is he really just fucking with these 11 year olds right but you don't you don't get that sense no and because you don't get that sense when daryl's like you're a sellout you're a sellout you're a sellout you were like, dude, slow down a right. little bit. This oh, yeah, guy's yeah. not like... That being said, know. I will say uh, that's where... I know I was saying, like, I wish they had a little bit more of, like, what exactly is the relationship with Earl and HR? But yeah. when they are like, we're all brothers, I was like, yeah, I think... Uh, but... <laughs> some, well, sometimes when I watch these, I'm like, you, you watch a documentary with, like, the eyes still of, like, that it's a narrative sort of thing. and that, But then I do sometimes remind myself just, like, I don't know. Like, even for, like, family members, et cetera, like, how often do I really, like, step up? Like, and I think in this case, they're, like, a passive-aggressive fucking punk reggae band who just are trying to get through. Like, so I don't think there's a moment, like... It's 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 rare for that to actually happen. Like and so what, what's that? To be like, you know what? We're gonna do some work here to get HR some help and we're gonna do like it's like, well no, it's he's HR being HR. The fuck am I gonna do? Like right. you know, it's just like in my mind it's a little right. bit is is just the the human reaction. It's like I get it. Like I I, I clearly Daryl I because I was like, Oh, I've been there. Like Daryl was like speaking from extra emotion like even to the point like when earl walks in at the end and they show you the tail end of what it started with and even earl's just like fucking this shit (laughs) like he's just like and he's the brother like he's the like blood relative but i think even he was just like these fucking guys because i mean that's the thing that like i think i said it maybe in american hardcore like i could listen to daryl talk forever like uh, there's just something about like his like getting interviewed i love listening to daryl talk um but uh, it, it you know I'm sure he has his personality obviously as well like um uh well we're 20 years old we're we're 20 years younger than those guys yeah and when I saw this movie 10 years ago I had a different reaction to the mental health stuff than I do now yeah right like I was more on on Daryl's like not I have to be on anyone's side yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I kind of like I empathize or I identified more with like Daryl's point of view yeah 
not that I identify with HR now, but I can see you maybe can see like both sides. You could see I could well no, I don't see HR side because I ho- hopefully never will. But like well. I, I, I can under but I can understand. I can understand. Peter gonna have a mental health intervention with Matt <laughs> and record it as a mini so That sounds good. That sounds really yeah, productive. That sounds, yeah, healthy and. <laughs> That's how, that's what we've all agreed upon in this world, right? That's the best way to deal with mental health. <laughs> but like, I can understand more. I I I I can see where, in an ideal case scenario, Daryl's approach is probably not the one. But again, we're twenty years younger. They grew up in. It's all a way of trying to say that like the understanding of acceptance of not being frustrated with someone's mental health issues, but actually like being more empathetic to it. Like you can understand how, why and how he would not be empathetic yeah. from his position. Yeah. I mean, they've been a band for at that point, I mean, 2007 and they've given it so many goes where like they had different singers, different, yeah. you know, like yeah. different drummers. Like they, they've just I had, I even realized they had that many singers. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that either. Um, so they've and you keep thinking they'll come back and be the right way. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I think they also know. I mean, I think at some point, um, I think Daryl says it that, you know, I mean, it was fine with the other singers, but it just they should have named it something different. Like it wasn't the yeah. same thing, and HR is HR. Yeah. So it's yeah. got to be hard to be like, there's so much potential, and it's not like we're just messing around in our basement for like a hobby. It's like we're trying to do something that we know could be amazing. And then you've got people coming out or like throwing things at you. And the three of you are like in sync, just like playing the great songs. And you've got one guy who's like motorcycle helmet or sitting on the, and like sometimes not antagonizing, but like he definitely was doing some crowd work at that last show where he's like, ask, you know, he's like, Oh, you're calling me this and you're calling me this. And it's like, it's not helping the situation. Right. It's unclear if he was actually called those things. Yeah, yeah right. It's, that's right. that's maybe even where the, yeah the scene that's the scene with the little kids like fills in where you're like oh right. there's a narrative going on that's even beyond what they've kind of shown us. I will say for dodging things, there is that one shot. I can't remember if it was in the Target video or a little bit later, like where like I was like blown away by how quickly HR jumped out of the way of a can coming straight at his head and then went right back in like that was like one of those many moments where i was like god damn bad braids <laughs> like yeah. like really good it's like see it's like he like matrixed a can being thrown at him younger. by a punk um uh during like when they're playing like pay to come or something <laughs> or band in dc i think that's it i guess like that's yeah it's like i, I i'm with you matt like i i, I think it's uh uh, now with age and work, I'm like, I, I think I definitely, if I had seen it years ago, I would have been like, fucking HR. Like, Daryl, I get it. Because I would have been coming from like, yep, I get it. Being in a band's tough. And you, you think about all these, like, possibilities and, like, the opportunities being blown for this or this or this. Um, but then also, and again, it's piecing together just from interviews. Like, I think another, like, you know, big part of this that, you know, it's both like something they have talked about, but like, why does this have to be the thing that defines us like yeah. as a band, but is covered is the whole like big boys incident. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Um, <laughs> uh, and yeah. Cause I mean, so basically like, do you want to summarize the incident? No, do it. Do it, do it. It's basically, they were and correct me if I'm wrong on these details. Uh, bad brains were on tour. It was, uh, and they, 
played a show with uh, Big Boys and then were staying at their house. Uh, and uh, the Big Boys uh, gave them weed. And we're basically mm-hmm. like, you can pay for this also. We're being good hosts. You pay for it when you get paid. Uh, and they put an envelope of money down for the big boys before they left. Uh, and uh, it, somebody, and there's a lot of, that's how this documentary yeah. works. There's a lot of people being like, and then someone did this shit. It's <laughs> like, always a hitchhiker. You can HR. figure it out. <laughs> yeah, you can figure it out. But basically took the money and replaced it with a note that said, fire, burn, all f word because you know at least one member of the two syllables to make it extra piece it together syllables uh hold on i'm gonna do charades here (laughs) sounds like no but homophobic slur the the one syllable is is hard the two syllable one is like it's like ah man it's a whole next level that's a new level um uh and uh and so, yeah, and the big boys didn't uh, obviously like make sense they didn't want to get interviewed for this because they don't want to be defined by this this incident um uh but and so yeah so because you know at that point they had become rastafari uh and hr had really embraced uh at that point being a homophobe (laughs) um uh and that's the other part of it like they don't like we make a lot of jokes about but they don't bring up don't blow bubbles like or whatever that song Mm. is like they don't break they there's kind of when they do actually talk about it they they talk about like this one isolated mm-hmm. incident, uh, but it is one of the more interesting slash uh, stressful scenes in the entire thing. <laughs> is because Ian Mackay had shown up at Crooked Disc Records yep. uh, in in yeah. DC, yeah. and then like so they're having like a fun reunion, and then that comes up, and it's like it's before you we talk yes. about the scene there. Yes, I just want to back up and say. Two things, because like it'll inform the way we talk about it. One is that I think this story is also talked about in American Hardcore. Okay. Um, and if not American Hardcore, it's another one of the, um, uh, like, uh, what do you call these narratives? The like the like the oral histories. The oral histories. Yeah. yeah thank you. And I think the story is told somewhat differently. Like a, a why. Like so, not only the don't blow bubble stuff, but like the story is told. There's more to in it in the doc there's or in more, the book, Matt. In the book, because okay. it's not. In the, um, I don't but, remember it in. No, yeah, it's not in the movie. But it, so it might not be the the American history book. Yeah. I should have looked could beforehand. Be, but. but I think there's like some talk, and somewhere I've read about like more of a like a like a like more in, more of an interaction. Okay. Like more inter, not like a, oh right. I just found this letter. Well, which then, I think is also shows something that does just always have to be remembered in life and especially in documentaries is just like that stories mutate. Stories go through changes, like even in a more benign version. Like I loved just because I think it's connected when they would talk about banned in DC, and they'd be like, "Yeah, we're banned from these clubs because we pogo and this and this." And then I think it's that manager they had for like mm-hmm. one year who was like, "They were banned in DC because HR had like fifty to a hundred people on the guest list, right? Like no club wanted to pay for it." And it was just like, mm-hmm. "Yeah." That's probably closer to the truth, like, but it became this right. mythology, and also even connected to that, like, uh, and we'll come back to this because I think it's all important. But like Daryl, I thought it was like one of the best summaries actually of just like growing up and being in a band and playing when like Daryl was basically like, we became reggae, and mm-hmm. but it's like we went away for one summer, and he's like, but 
idiots. Like he's like, we were like teenagers, and that's like we came back from college. He's like, how many times have you seen like a kid go to college and come back as Sid Vicious? He's like, I don't know what to tell you. Welcome to like growing up. We just happen to still be in the same band. Yeah, I <laughs> like thought, we went I away thought... for one summer and then we got into something different. Like that's life. And I was yeah. like, yeah, that's the thing that does it. When people get like, why did this band change? Why they start playing different stuff? It's like because probably because of that. That's literally just how it, it's pretty simple. Like, right. uh, uh because also just on the side, uh, I was shocked at how quickly all that kind of happened, like in the grand scheme. And then you'd be like, man, they never even put out their full length, like until yeah. all that was happening. But sorry, go back. Sorry. No, no, back. I was, I did, yeah. but I think to add to that, Jeff, I also was, I thought Daryl's explanation just sort of like explained it all and did such a good job because you do yeah. get ingrained of like, oh, this band's a sellout or they changed and it's like. Yeah, everybody changes. and We get stuck I, in a narrative. We get stuck in a punk narrative. We get stuck in a life narrative. We get stuck in just like we're separated as just being fans who only listen to records as like a whole and their discography yeah. versus like, oh, yeah, it was this year and they were probably this age and this was going on. Uh, even the fact that it's like when you're like, oh, Bob Marley changed their life. But in my mind, I'm like – what do I still not have a hand on Bob Marley? Like, I know I do, but like in my mind, that's like white hat dudes, like jockey mm, yeah. dudes listening to reggae. But they're saying 1980, we saw Bob right. Marley and it literally changed everything. And I was like, yeah, that's a completely different time. Like, you know, yeah. but sorry, yeah. Pete. Well, and, and I mean, it was interesting, you know, Rollins telling the story, like, clearly still was in that mode of just like, yeah, they were like totally different. These guys came in with like this group of people and everything. Like what, what was happening with them? It's like, you are still the same guy. Like you have not yeah. really changed. I think that's why I like Daryl too. Cause he was like, it's like, if not to his face, but probably to his face, he's like, and then these fucking punk kids are like, you guys changed. <laughs> it's like, fucking sorry. I went away for two minutes. Yeah. Uh, but and like, they like, Oh, you're talking about Ian and, and Rollins here. But I think to, Sort of the same point is like, I think it was, I think it was MCA was saying like, it, it, it played so well at shows where it wasn't just like straight hardcore the whole set. It's like, and Daryl talks about how he can plan a set list and just knows the beats to be like, all right, we're going to do, you know, whether it's an album or live, you know, this, this is going to, we're going to do pay to come, but then we're going to go into I and I, you know, like things like that, where it just like balances it really well um so yeah. but I, I think back to your point matt in terms of like that discussion is like they focus on the on the big boys piece and then he sort of at the end is like yeah but then hr also did like this other stuff and it's like i don't know as i thought about it and listened to the albums it's like yeah but you guys were also part of that you know like even if hr was so, the be, one be specific Wait, what do you mean by that so, like, i'm not clear so uh, Daryl and, and Ian are having that back and forth. And and by the way, Daryl is owning up to doing different things at the Austin house than is told in the story. Because he keeps saying, what's the big deal? We were just yelling at these guys. We were just yelling at these guys, which is not the letter. It's like right. Daryl's telling a different story, right. version of but it, it, right? where it's actually more interactive. Yeah, oh, and I mean, to to that point as well, is like Daryl is still saying something that is very is derogative in what they were calling him. Um, yeah, for sure. And he's still like, oh, we did that, like, what's a big deal? Versus, like, 
whatever HR may have done. But then at mm-hmm. the same time, the conversation continues and Ian's like, well, you know, at the baseline, like, homophobia is homophobia. And then yes. Daryl comes back and is like, yeah, like, I get it, but that was this many years ago. And, like, I've – we we love everyone. We've learned to love everyone. And, and he's like – and, you know, HR did some other stuff. But it was like they don't talk about don't blow bubbles. And they all – it wasn't like he just sang that song and they figured out the lyrics when the record came out. It was like – you were still there. You were part of it. Nobody's saying. Anything. But also, it's possible when the record came out <laughs> when they found out. I mean, honestly, <laughs> like possible. I've had yeah, enough of so. those situations in my own, ba- like where I'm just like, oh, that's what we were really saying. Like I wasn't paying attention, <laughs> like to some extent, and especially with HR, if he's like recording this stuff, like we don't even think he's going to be in the band for the quickness, and then all of a sudden he's yeah. like, hey, I'm in the band. I'm going to write them all in two days. Surprise. Like, you know, I've also yeah. been in situations where, like, uh, it's just, like, I'm just trying to get any vocals out of this fucking thing. Like, like I think, again, it, like, it's, 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 it's always being aware as a viewer of when we're adding our own narrative to it. And also just seeing, like, I do think in the, ultimately, when Ian's like, it's complicated. Like, yeah. is, oh, yeah, is yeah. what the ultimate thing is in that conversation. Because, like, who am I, when... It, it, like Daryl's like kind of saying like if it w- it's a racial thing because if it was another band and then that's where I had, couldn't help with my hearing because I swear he gave like an example but I didn't know who he was talking about I thought he made up a band like if this he, other band right. did it yeah I don't, I couldn't th- and hear it's just that like well either. that's like not really a like a argument but I also I I could f- why that s- scene is also stressful because basically like I can feel the flop sweats from both ends. <laughs> Like, I can feel the flop sweats from, like, Daryl being, like, he's defensive. Like, he's Mm -hmm. just like, look, man, I fucking changed. Like, it sucks. We did that, but whatever. Like, I I don't want to fucking talk about it anymore. And then Ian has got the flop sweats of, like, I really like this guy, but also I'm kind of confronting him. Mm -hmm. Like, homophobia is homophobia. And also, in my mind, and again, goes with our narrative of, we brought it up, but, like, of only piecing it together from interviews, but I'm like, but what about guilty of being white, Ian? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. still, like, and again, like, I I would imagine, I would hope, we have maybe said this before, that if we, if, if there's no reason for us to talk about that with Ian, but that maybe, and like, as a, not as a podcast, or as like, as a person, it would be like, yeah, I, don't know, I, I, I fucking, it wasn't the smartest set of lyrics I've ever come up with. Like, right. and going with the Daryl thing of, like, I was 16. Like, I didn't have the most nuanced take on racism in in punk in the world at 16 in 1984-3, whenever that Minor Threat song came out. But, um, yeah, it's a bit, because then they're also bringing up the Misfits. But that was, like, didn't make any sense. Yeah, I was like, like, I don't know about also, that like, that's story. And also, like, a weird yeah. comparison. Like, that's not the same thing. Uh but it is also hard just to say that when Ian's like, yeah, you call it youthful indiscretion, but also you have amplifier. Even that is like a, to me, is like a newer conversation is the realization of the power that you have hmm. amplified. Like, you know, the, 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 uh, your role in like a power structure of being like, uh, uh, it, it, to me, it connects a little bit of the, the complicatedness of like, if you're in a punk band, like in the level we were, and it's like, we're all the same level. Like you're the audience and the band are just the same, and it's like, well, not exactly. Like that's denying a power dynamic, even in that. 
Like that it's like, no, we're the ones with the microphone and the amplifiers. (laughs) Like the ideas we're yelling at you are going to be louder. Like, and then have more weight because you're not going to leave as the audience and be, you know, uh, recording a record of your, like, response to, like, whatever things, whatever beliefs were kind of expounding. But when you're in that position, it sounds like Daryl was, like, you know, didn't recognize the power. Like, in an ultimate world, if it's the case, he should have been like, hey, man, don't blow bubbles. Let's not do that. Uh, but I think it that gets, again, into a murky world of just, like, not recognizing the power of like, yeah, these lyrics are going to be there forever. Like, and it's going to keep coming up. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, th- I mean, I think to that point, too, it's like, as not part of the band, and I think in general, like, sort of, whether it's cancel culture, you know, whatever it might be, but I think it's like oh how... Oh, my God, this yeah, cancel yeah, culture. Jesus cancel Christ. Culture. Oh, oh, my yeah. God, yeah, he yeah. has a brick wall behind him all of a sudden. <laughs> He's got a type five on cancel culture. Wait, why is Oh, he, wait, why is he... He, Why is he zooming in from his car, oh, from his driver's so seat? Weird. Crying, talking about cancel culture. <laughs> oh, wait, never mind. Now he got a $20 million check while he's talking about cancel culture. Oh, it's so confusing. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, I think, you know, it's like, how forgiving are we to let people grow and show that they have changed? Um, right. And to your point, Jeff, it's like when it's recorded, it's out there forever. Yeah. I mean, I will say... I read that they, when they reissued the album this year, they did take that song off and listen right? as made it as just an instrumental, and it's called instrumental. Um, right. So you know, there's growth, and like he has, there's been interviews with him where he was like, yeah, like who's him? I, with Daryl, where he was like, yeah, like I was a homophobe, and mm-hmm. like I've done work, and so it's like, how do we give space so people can do that and not have that be sort of their narrative forever you know you like i answer, say Pete? i say i say big brains once and now i have to live with that, <laughs> that from the rest true. of my I life think about that <laughs> so well, what you're saying is Darryl, the whole world how you feel yeah the whole world could take away this is going to be like <laughs> the wild stallions and bill and Ted's adventure moment the entire world is going to unify around p yeah. getting made fun of for saying big brains <laughs> exactly <laughs> I will also say they're like again twenty years older than us, and like it's 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 doesn't make it right, but like context is 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 kind of important here. Where mm-hmm. like they're not far out of the mainstream when they say those things. You know what I mean? Like in nineteen eighty, like they're not far nineteen eighty three or whenever they were on the tour in Austin. They're not far out of the mainstream. Yeah. The the joke in comedies is that someone is gay. Of the time, and yeah. of like million awesome. dollar, like just like, but like I, that's all. I, like as a as a person who spends a lot of time revisiting old movies, that's all I have to deal with. Like honestly, for right. podcasts and my life, it's just like how much, how much, uh, how much eighties racism can you take? Uh, right. In the words of SSD, how much homophobia <laughs> joke, like joking, quote unquote, can you take? Um, uh, uh, you know. The, the world yeah. is continues to be fucked when it comes yeah, to no that. it's awful and it's wrong i I, th- I i feel like the lyrics are bad um i feel like i can understand how there was a stronger reaction among like the punk community to the interaction with the the big boys mm-hmm. because it seems they're direct you know like it seems like here's someone who like y- 
when you interact with people, you should be able to humanize or empathize with someone's inter- interac- interactions, and that that wasn't happening in that moment just right. feels really, I think, really hard to, yeah. to handle. I, uh, at least we can see from when the band's inception to when this came out, we can see Daryl's growth. Yes, and then exactly. they have a really stand-up guy who they could do a, another doc of John Joseph and watch his growth yeah. from when this doc was to where we are now. Mm. Yeah. As a, uh, we all you know, compare contrast. That. I mean, speaking of, like, yeah, it's just like, you know, that's the thing. There's always been a questionableness to if AIDS don't get you, then the warheads will. <laughs> like, just yeah. like as a line. And then there's, a, you know, uh, uh, it, it, I wonder. I just like, I, I, I think like partly with, uh, with Big Brains is like, I wonder if it's like, if you're going off the narrative that like punk was nihilistic and then the Bad Brains came and brought PMA. And I was like, oh, it can be idealistic. And then it's like, oh, fuck. With that idealism comes homophobia. Like it's the same as like uh, people who aren't who I you know I, I I get it when it would be like people who would have problems with straight edge and be like it sounds religious and it's just like yeah I mean because there are dudes who make it religious there are dudes mm-hmm. like you have hardline and it's just like yep hardline is homophobic it just is like i don't know what to yeah. tell you like i don't know i i, I mean it's uh, as ian said it's complicated but it's also homophobia is homophobia and it is hard yeah. to get around it. whatever the narrative is it's good to see the growth in daryl like in there basically because also yeah i don't know no what are you gonna say well we we've been talking about it for a while um and maybe like the like to put it like i don't know he Daryl's line is if it was a white band, it wouldn't be brought up this much. Right. I mean, because if it is a white band, it should be brought up as much. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, to what extent can a fan or anyone, a fan, yeah, a fan, like a fan, identify with the artist um, when there is a part of what that artist is, which is so far into who they are? In our you know, specific which is like, era, it's like Krishna core. It's to it, me, yeah. it's yeah, like yeah. just like the where you're just like or black I, metal. Yeah, like yeah, like I really love 108. But and it'll be like, yeah, this song's about vegetarianism. Oh wait, from a different aspect, and Correct. it's kind of this weird like appropriation of another religion, like for yeah. suburban white kids. Or yeah, like black metal, where you're just like, Satan is stupid. Like Satanism is yeah. so dumb. Or like, even the nationalist. Stuff the, too, when right? you get to yeah. the, even more so, the nationalist thing, where like that just becomes something that becomes the the killer of record. Where it's just like, okay, I guess I got to sell. Like, you know, and where the bad brains get stuck and where we've been talking and maybe this is a good way out of it. It's like becomes like an itch to scratch where there's like never a satisfying answer or way out of it. You know, mm-hmm. like it's like, oh, I can identify or I don't identify with this. Like, where do I put myself in relationship to this? And you just like infect, you know, like, right. and I can imagine for Daryl's point of view, this is an infected wound. Yeah. Just cut the thing off. Because yeah. that's the thing. When he when he's yelling at HR at the beginning, it's because. It's it's an yeah it's an infected wound that has infected like a band that they have been trying to continue for all this time and a band that is uh, you know uh, is and was like pushing musicality like pushing like things yeah. in a completely different way like 
so much is relatable and exciting yeah. and leading a vanguard for everybody following it. We've said right. it with it big brains, like, but big God, see, I didn't even need <laughs> you to said it twice. God, God, see, the first, big brain. You said it a little while ago, and I was like, <laughs> is he messing I can't, with me? The heart is did it, not slip and it's like, it. no, I think he's just taking it. He just made the vernacular. There still was like a little bit where you want to be like, how exactly did you get to that? I that sound. And in this, like, to right. me, I was like, oh, it totally makes sense now. Like, I can see Stanley Clark going through a punk dead boy's lens through yeah. Daryl's playing. Like, you can totally see fucking, you listen to The Wizard from fucking Al Demiola's, like, first solo record. You can see where that will translate into Dr. No's guitar playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Earl being fucking, you're like, yeah, of course he would play the fucking Purdy Shuffle. Like, fucking amazingly, like, super tight, like, you know, in-the-pocket fucking drumming. He's not spastic, as they kind of talk about. Uh, uh, and 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 so then it is really, like, when they start playing fast and people are like, oh, I didn't know if it was 33 or 45, like Lyle Preslar said. It's like, it makes sense because it's not a mess. That's the crazy part about Bad Brains is their fast is not a mess. It's not like, you're. I'm just like, still, while here riffs, I was like, whoa. Like, you're pulling that off in that little bit, but it feels tight as hell uh, in the, the best way the possible. The fact that the is live. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that, that, like, that, that that's actually just like a four-track it's crazy. soundboard recording. It is, is crazy. It is really, really remarkable. Yeah. Um, like, ju- uh, yeah, I was listening to it this week, and it's like, it's insane. I mean, the live stuff, the videos are, they're so tight. Yeah. And then the fact that that is live. His vocal delivery is like spot on for how yeah. fast he's delivering. I'm like, I don't even know how he's making those words come out so fast. You and the Keeds felt the same way. Yeah, you yes, and Anthony yes. Kiedis both being like, now I got to compete with this fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was the craziest front man with my dick in a sock. <laughs> God, mm. um, I have so many questions about him. <laughs> uh, let's skip that part. Yeah. I also feel like you, you mentioned it earlier, Pete, when he, when um, um, MCA talks about like. I think he talks. No, who who said like yeah? You don't want you want to hear the fast stuff, but then like after twenty minutes, Adam Yauk, fifteen mm-hmm. minutes, yeah, that's MCA. You, you want, yeah, you yeah, want you're to, right, Adam Yauk, <laughs> same guy. Yeah, rest you in want peace. To if you're going to a show, yeah. Oh boy, and a band like Spaz plays. Oh yeah, uh huh. Oh boy, wait a minute, a band People. like Discord and Saxon. Pete, uh, get a screenshot because we have a guest here. <laughs> you also want to hear. A band like the Get Up Kids. What? You want to hear a band like Ethel Mazur. No, this oh, can't happen. Mixed in. This can't happen because too much of one thing just <laughs> it, it just turns into. So, are you saying Bad Brains are the Godfathers of that? Of the I ultimate they, show? Yes. Yeah, Wrapped yeah, in one Brains, band. Their one set is the ultimate show, wow. and I think they set a template for bands that. I mean, un- unbeknownst to them, and maybe not even like, like a direct influence, but like all like those like emo like we all we all saw Hal Capone's like show um, uh, Instagram sure. pics this week of the show he went to of all the emo core bands, and they all do that. Yeah, and I don't know if they're all like they're definitely probably all not setting the bad brains, but like you can't do for 30 minutes and then expect to retain any. I mean, you need you need the dynamic dynamicism. I mean, I that know. is what Daryl brings in. Like, I mean, true, like, realizing, like, you do sometimes have, you have to think through a set. Like, yeah. um, uh, uh, look, I appreciate, again, like, in years, Pat, like, that, you know, Will, Will and Orchid was smart. 
Like, honestly. Like, because you're like, yeah, we got this longer part. Like, a little bit of breathing room. Like, yep. Um, yeah, and people and people respond, and the, and the kids and the kids responded. Yeah, and the ki- hey, I'm going to be the first to say the, the kids, kids responded. The, <laughs> the kids, kids had their say. And oh, the kids responded. Gotcha, beat you, <laughs> son of a. I can't believe it. Hey, don't call me the devil, man. <laughs> Um, uh, I will say too, it was like, man, uh, you know, we got Grohl in here, uh, Grohl and Ketus and Rollins and, and Ian. It's hard to not picture in your, and Harley, Harley and John Joseph, man, Harley and John Joseph. Like, it's like a barrage of all of our faves. Yeah. It's, I can't believe Steve Albini did show up to say something that you're like, uh Oh, don't do that. Don't say that. (laughs) And Rick Ocasek. And Rick Ocasek. I mean, Rick Ocasek is like a big support. I mean, truly, you're just like this guy. He's, he's doing that move where it's like, I got a lot of money and I'm going to throw it down. Like, which is a good move. How is he better looking now than he was? I know. He does look better now. Like, he, like, man. Rest in peace. Uh, Did he pass away? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, rest a in while peace. ago. Uh, but it is, um, it's, uh, it's very funny. Was it in that? I wasn't there, but the interview with the director of Descendants where he talked about Grohl just like kind of like showing up. Oh, yeah. He like, that's it. Like, it's hard to not have that now in my brain, honestly, because like, you're like, he's in Grohl mode. Yeah. Like and I he's mean, this doing it. I he's like, like, I he... could play every beat and rock for light. <laughs> but this one, I did find he wasn't as on. Like, no. he did seem a little tired. He felt like he, he was doing casual. the shit he would say. Um, yeah, and was pretty casual about being like, I paid homage to how low can a punk get. First, and I was like, he's like, spirit. and it's it hard. The same. And, yeah, it's pretty close. It's pretty close. And you're like. Did you also get sued briefly by Killing Joke for Come As You Are? <laughs> like, for that same record? Like, look, man, I get it. We're all playing in the same sandbox. But <laughs> you really start to add that up, and you're like, uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I, thought his, I thought he was pretty tasteful. Whereas, like, yeah, he- Harley was hard because Harley's like, you know, I learned how to play bass. I mean, I have my own style. And it was yeah. like, dude, just like... Either own that you did learn how to play bass from them because you were, like, nine years old and didn't know what was going on. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine that, like, it's already sad enough that you had to be such an adult so quick and be in the stimulators. <laughs> Honestly, like, it just is. Like, as from a from a parent standpoint. Like, it's Where got pluses and minuses. Where are your parents? But, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, Harley was definitely, like... Harley and it. I mean, John Joseph. It really was just like a taste of what he will become. <laughs> but he was also yeah, kind of. Reason- <laughs> but he was also like. He was also like yeah. He was reasonable too in a weird yeah, way. In a um, weird way. Uh, yeah. uh, I uh, weirdly not like the, the, the. I was glad we only got one Keeds. I think yeah. one Anthony Kiedis. That's all we needed was him basically being, I'm not as good as HR. <laughs> like, no shit, motherfucker. Uh, I, I feel like that Ikitas, I, like all I could think of when he came on was like, The Quickness is your favorite record. Yes. Like, that, that the only thing I could think of. I, and Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but I know. It feels like he could, that's where he really, it all came together for him. Um, yeah. uh, BC Boys were great. Yeah, they were great. Um, I, I mean, mean I also Rock, now, especially like yeah, like Ad Ad Rock and Mike D together. Like, I think after watching the Apple documentary, like it's like I understand their relationship more. Like, it's just fun. Apple, yeah, on Apple Plus, they had like it's one uh, of our new sponsors. Yeah, 
Oh. Ever heard they're of Apple? Company? No. They're a small company. Yeah, just a little startup. <laughs> oh, an Apple doc about the Beastie Boys. It came out on Apple Plus, but it's it's basically the live show of the book that they put out. Uh, we texted, uh, we texted about it. Uh, yeah, we did. Um, but it's like you could this? see that. I oh, mean, I have. thought it was very fun to see the reveal. I thought it was just the two of them. And then when all yeah. of a sudden he's there, you're like, whoa. But I mean, but also they're fucking around much. They're just style. giving him shit. They they're basically, like... well, that's the thing. The <laughs> Apple thing showed like, oh, that's how you guys relate. <laughs> like where he's just like, you would, uh, it, you know, it's lower, 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 <laughs> lower east side. Like kind of like you would get it. Like, right. Yeah. And I think he was making a joke about how he was like a kid actor. But that he makes it a joke about how he's Jewish. Yes. So, like, it's like, oh, that's the fun stuff when you see those moments where it's like, just because this is a documentary doesn't mean we're. It would be like if the three of us were getting interviewed about bad brains. Well, they're like, we want to talk about bad brains, and you're just joke. like messing around with each other. Yeah. So that's and one like, of the last and if two Matt things I looked to over do. at Pete while he's talking about the big brains, just goes point five. Like, oh, it would one hundred percent would happen. <laughs> I just uh-huh. a shout out. I mean, if the fest, if you want to have us, we will gladly live bring you these wonderful jokes. I mean, that's the best way to do it, right? That's the best way to <laughs> book course, yourself is course. just throw out into the ether. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we were in Sinaloa and Orchid. All right, I mean, please. <laughs> but, yeah, but, but I'm the. But I have a very long. Um, I have a very long uh, guest list. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Well, just, this is so you are claiming you are the HR. Yeah. Yeah. So our let's do our rating system. Yeah, all right. Let's do our ratings. Yeah, explain it, HR. Uh, but oh. don't do it in HR. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Yeah, exactly. All my ears. Oh, that's a little oh, bit. Oh my god, is it and HR? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Malcolm has shown up. Yeah. He was actually the yeah, other manager. Rating system <laughs> is. We take uh, features from inside the film, and we... Now it sounds like a Monty Python character. (laughs) It's a Michael Palin. From inside the film, (laughs) and we try to say which... uh, I'm going to be an HR Uh, translator here. We often do our rating system where we create a rating system based off of how pumped this documentary is. Oh my god, he's just smiling at me weirdly. Like, it's just crazy. He's got two toys that he's playing with. (laughs) Yeah, he's playing with action figures and I don't know what he's trying to tell me. He's throwing Uh, bread to his children. (laughs) We have a rating system and we come up with a different one for every single movie based on things that we saw in the movie and we always have one rating that is consistent in everyone it is how punk is this documentary and is it as punk as dave grohl is our consistent but for our rating system for this time we are doing it as is this documentary as punk as adam yauk mca uh, is this rate? Is this documentary as punk as Mike D? Or is this rating? Or is this rating system? Is this rating wow. system and this documentary <laughs> as punk as Ad Rock? Is this rating system punk? <laughs> <laughs> so you got either the three beasties or Dave. What do we think, Pete? I'm going with. Uh, I'm going with this movie is as punk as MCA. Interesting. Well. I mean, I think he was the most level-headed, and one, he eventually records them later on in a, on a later album. I, I listened to it. Not great. But <laughs> I think that he could see the big picture of their influence, 
their balance. And uh, <laughs> HR is really setting me off right now. Um, I just think he appreciated the band for who they were, who they are, and supported them. So I'm going there. Well said. And I well think said. it also follows the track of the Beastie Boys in some way, which I hadn't really thought about, of a band that started as a punk band and then, and then moved realized into they wanted to break up their sets. Yeah. Then they were yeah. like, hey, we're a hip hop punk band. Funk band. Well said. I have some gratitude for that. Oh, yeah. wow. Wow. Thought you were going to sabotage me, but you had some gratitude. Wow. Yeah. Uh, hello, ladies. Can I talk? <laughs> <laughs> okay, nasty. <laughs> oh, wait. It's hello, nasty. Yeah. <laughs> I merged PC Boy stuff. You know what? I'm going to give my rating. My rating is I think this documentary is as punk as mca hey because interesting. much like we are talking about with the That's three of us i think uh uh this documentary much like uh adam yauk was trying to get it back on track that it was trying the whole time to be like hey can we not get distracted by hr <laughs> can we not get distracted by the peace sides can we not get distracted by that smile there's a story here and much like daryl he didn't want to get distracted by the rich history of this band the rich history of all the things we didn't even really even get we're able to get into about the managers and the the different records and putting out the raw and etc but in spite of the overwhelming personality of hr you still were able to have a documentary that was focused and was infinitely more enjoyable than i thought it was going to be because i didn't believe that this was going to be a real documentary when we first started watching it so yes mca thanks to matt well said. <coughs> well right, HR. I'm going to say uh, this is a three MCA or oh um, oh yeah he 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 seemed like the like um he was the in many respects like trying to pull uh, not many respects in a certain couple instances pulling the band together had the most kind of level even takes on who they like like his whole line of like why would you record with Rico Kasich. When you when you already had the one seven one a recording, like that is the most punk line in this entire movie. I'm not sure it's like right, wrong, whatever. It just felt the most like here's a guy who was there with them, wants the best for them, wants them to be their best selves, and and that's the Roar cassette. And I don't know, just th- that and everything else you guys said. I'm good. I'm giving this an M- I'm giving this an MCA. So this is this our first across the board same rating? I think uh, we might have had we've a, done it a few times. Yeah, I we, don't we keep had a full, full on grill, but I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely our first across the board MCA. You okay definitely there? our first. Yeah, you okay. Yeah. <laughs> HR. So much coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you cut all that out. I hope you got all that now. out because it's also. Oh, oh my no. God! It is time. What we all fear. So we go round robin on this. If this is your first episode that you're listening to, and uh, we all get to pick a doc, and last time Pete picked it and picked this great doc, and now mm-hmm. we and got I'll a say pick. Before that, Jeff picked Filmage, also a great one. Oh, so thank you we're so just much. we are doomed. We are doomed. And what did I pick before that? I, you haven't picked one for this season because yeah. we started as I a haven't? collective. No, it's your first If you've song. been with us, Matt, if you've been with he us. He really has it for half of the recording. We've Mentally, only done... He's just been gone. <laughs> <laughs> he's been in HR mode. <laughs> We've done three docs. 
We collectively picked the first one. <laughs> yeah, and Pistol is bro, and then bro Pistol, is your brain. <laughs> Pistol is your it brainchild, is. so I guess you picked yeah. that. So yeah. everyone can thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Matt's also tired um, because he edited so the last episode like an hour before it came out. <laughs> <laughs> per per Matt's editing style most of the time. But it was a hot one. Yeah, it was, it a, was hot a hot one, one, baby. We came out of the gate. <laughs> hot. So, we made a deal with God. <laughs> I thought about doing the the um uh HR doc? Dead Boys doc. Oh Dead, Dead Boys, Boys doc. Oh yeah. Or this or the Stiff Baders doc. Sure. And I said mm, that's safe. <laughs> that's a safe pick. So let me do something that's not so safe. <clears throat> and then I said, you know what I want to do? We, I want to do one that is hot, that is new, that is fresh off the off the chain, off the, whatever, <laughs> fresh what? off something. So I said, how about what awaits us? A Beyond story, the movie about Beyond. Oh, wow! And then oh, I googled it to make sure it was available, and it's not. <laughs> and it's not okay. currently. It was available on Vimeo. Okay. And then it's off, and I think there's some things go like getting modified, and it'll be back up shortly. Mm, we could have reached out to him, maybe. But then I emailed Kevin Egan, oh. the, and he gave us access wow. to it. Get out of here! Yes. No What awaits way. us? The Beyond Story. Are you making doing the legwork? <laughs> no. At you. Are you sure this was the, the actual user, <laughs> Kevin Egan, or just some rando? I am not the devil. <laughs> I am not the guy. <laughs> I'm impressed, Matt. I gotta say, right. I am truly thank you. Truly is jo- impressed. Is he joining us? No, no, I didn't ask him oh, to. But my. maybe we'll ask him. I mean, we're gonna talk about his movie with him there. We just, I think we'd all be like, <laughs> I like this scene. I like this. <laughs> well, okay, so we're gonna be watching that Beyond doc. I am excited. Uh, yeah, same, I love same. Beyond, and us. I've been wanting to watch this one anyways. So yeah. this works out. Okay, so uh, hey, people, with that, I'm gonna say until next week, or. Until the next episode where we cover Not Pistol. <laughs> I'm Jeff Garlock of the Punks. I'm Pete Zetlin. I got that PMA. And I'm Matt. <laughs> next question. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>